Hi, Chris. Hello, Rob. Welcome to the 10 Minute Design Chat. Thank you very much. Lovely to be back again. And today, let's talk about gaming and well being. So we don't just play games to win. Uh, I mean, I know some friends that do, definitely, but I hope that we don't all play games to win. We play a game for a multiple, multiple selection of reasons, and today we've got a very special Grand Wizard with us. The one, the only, Dr. Gandalf. He's a GP, tabletop gamer, podcaster, vlogger, and avid tweeter, and offers digital resources to doctors to improve patient care. But today he's going to be talking about well-being and gaming. Dr. Gandhi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Do you prefer Dr. Gandhi or Gandalf? Whichever you, takes your preference, to be honest. Um, just don't call me the same, because my wife and my mum are the ones that call me that. <laughs> That's a good note to be aware of. So, we're talking about well-being today. What is well-being? Well, ultimately, well-being is being happy, comfortable, healthy at the table, feeling welcome at the table. And there's a lot that you can get from board games when it comes to well-being. Uh, generally speaking, it's, it's quite a mindful activity. Um, and it's quite a social activity, all things considered in the current climate. But it's, uh, it's ultimately the, the, the benefits you gain, gain from playing games, whether that be solo, with friends. It doesn't really matter what kind of games, but I think that today we're going to touch on some really unique things that board games offer when it comes to well-being, don't you think, Chris? Yeah, that's what we're aiming to talk about today. And I thought we'd start off as a bit of a warm-up, asking Dr. Gandalf uh, for some examples of games that just you like or that you've seen that you feel are great for people who are looking to get into board gaming as uh, as a way of kind of having something to focus on that might be different to what they usually maybe struggle with. Um, and just to get your opinions on, uh, on what you've enjoyed personally. Sure thing. So I, th I think if you're looking at it from a perspective of well-being, um, uh, one of the things I mentioned to a lot of my patients in particular is looking at those kind of board games that look at social interactions, so social deduction, that kind of stuff. So a fan favourite for me has always been things like Werewolf or Secret Hitler, just to try and get that kind of group atmosphere going and that discussion, because th there's clearly benefits of engaging and in, in, in social interactions with other people. Now, clearly, that's been a bit more difficult recently because of COVID and all that kind of thing. Um, so that, that has caused challenges to, for many people. Um, so actually, I now focus a little bit more on the solo gaming in particular. Oh, man after my heart. <laughs> well, there's two reasons for that. And, and I think for me, the, the one is just it gives you something to occupy your mind, to do the whole logic aspect of things. And particularly for patients, when I talk to them, I, I use it as a way to try and encourage them that it can teach you different skills about how you like to analyze things and, and that kind of stuff. So I found that really useful for patients. I think the second thing for me, so way back when, when COVID kind of all started, I actually had to go through that whole isolation process, um, you know, for seven days. So I was um, in my attic bedroom away from my entire family who were all living in the house. I wasn't able to interact with them, two kids. So, you know, th them being around me, transferring it to my parents was a potential risk. So I was basically holed up in, in, in the house for seven days. And the thing that kept me going was actually my board games, to be honest. As much as I know there's loads of people that leaned on Netflix and all the other kind of stuff to occupy them, and whilst I did loads of content creation as well, there's only so much you can actually do, and having something different to use your brain and occupy in a different way. So so I massively went into solo gaming at that point. I had a few that I hadn't really got around to playing or you know doing that kind of thing. And I, I just, yeah, 
went so deep into it, but really enjoyed it. And it, it just kept my brain ticking over, which was a massive thing for me at that time. That's it. And was there any particular uh, dusty box that needed to be wiped down and opened that you've been looking forward to, but never had that chance to get off the shelf of shame? So, uh, yeah, the, the, one, the two games that I spent most of my time on. Uh, so one was Petricor, which had been sitting on my shelf for a while. Lovely game. And always wanted to play, but always kind of had that, well, it takes too long to explain to other people. So, you know, there was that aspect of it. And then the other one I spent loads of time playing was Dice Hospital, which is definitely one of my fan favourites, both for groups and absolutely for solo play. Excellent. Well, uh, Dice Hospital is from Alley Cat Games. Rob, you know about Alley Cat Games? Oh, I know. They they were kind enough to give me a copy when... Uh, so I got a, I have a Tinderblock signed to them, and, and, and I remember I went to UK Games Expo, and they were kind enough to give me a copy of it. And, and I completely agree with you. Like, my, one of my favourite things when I'm looking for a board game is a good solo mode. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's got a fantastic solo mode. It's a, just a brilliant game. Absolutely love it. It's interesting as well that you talk about that as a sort of solo specifically, um, sort of to, to keep your mind busy and, and, to, and to sort of work through... Uh, I guess to an extent, like the this, the difficult time that is COVID pandemic, um, I can I can completely relate. You know, I I uh, I when I first started out, I used board games uh, to treat my general anxiety disorder, and in the main way I used that, and it was ultimately like solo board games was was just something that would take my mind out of the current world, something that was actually quite mindful and quite physical. Um, which I think is something unique that board games have. Like, have you seen this much in your in your work in the games that you like to play? Is this something that to sort of treat ang- anxious dispositions or overthinking as an element as like I guess a medium to get that out of your system? I do recommend it sometimes to some of my patients to s- say to them, you know, this can allow you to figure out the whole prospect of decision making, which is often the challenge I think many people have when they're in that situation of feeling coping with anxiety, depression, those mental health aspects of things, because that's one of the first things that changes that ability to make quick and rapid decisions, but also ones that you feel are in your best interest, because they can either be hesitancy, they can be anxiousness about the outcomes and that kind of stuff. And the nice thing about board games is that worst comes to worst, you lose a game. You know, it doesn't have that significant lasting impact on the subsequent way that your life works. So having it in a nice contained way, and like you say, some people prefer the physical contact of it. So having something to do at the same time, even something as simple as the setup and the organization, which for some people can be a huge thing that they can just delve into. So I know recently I got the large box for Enchanter's Endgame and I spent an hour just organizing all the different cards and things but after that i felt so nice even though i hadn't actually done anything that was you know from a general perspective would see i've accomplished something for me it was just a nice distraction but at the same time it meant i got something done that was just nice and i could see it for myself and for me personally that was the thing that was good to do yeah and i think that the another aspect of the solo gaming that i personally find quite helpful is there's no pressure to do it quickly there's no pressure to make those decisions, especially if you'd struggle with those decisions to make, you know, to, to do them very quickly. You can spend an hour setting up, go away, come back the next day and say, right, today I'm going to do this portion of the game. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to enjoy it. And I think for some people who may be playing in bigger groups or playing more boisterous games um, that involve lots of interactions, sometimes having that taken away and that ability to think about those decision making skills in a safe environment where no one else is judging what you do or don't do I think is a really big bonus of solar games which is probably 
people are going to have realized over the past year maybe more than they had previously and i think that like it's it's funny we're talking a lot about solo games as a sort of uh, a way to be able to enjoy the games that we spent so much money on um but ultimately they're they're i think that uh, all things considered this has kind of highlighted one of the main benefits of board games which is social interaction and uh, you mentioned werewolf earlier and and this is a great point where you know you get to see your friends you get to have meaningful interactions with them i've made fantastic relationships people like with chris for example through board games um and 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 how that can be sort of like heightened at this at this point in time i've seen a lot of zoom board game sessions but is there anything that you would recommend Oh, so my, my preference for games over Zoom were probably Codenames, partly because there's a lovely little website that allows you to play it um, for free if you want to, um, whilst also running Zoom. So I think it's horsepace.com or something like that, which is weird because it doesn't sound like it should link it to the game. <laughs> we can uh, we can put a link to that in the show notes as well. I'll find it and so Absolutely. people can have a look at that. Yeah, I think that the it's one of those things, isn't it, that we, we I can't wait to get back and start playing games with other people and it is for that social interaction and I guess mm-hmm. that's partly why we're doing this podcast and it's so lovely to have guests on and to talk to people because you get a bit of that feeling of oh I'm so excited to get back and actually play with these people around the table so I hope that that comes soon for us all um, and so Dr Gandhi I'm looking at my computer screen here and I can see that our waiting room is empty and our clinic, I think, is coming to the end. I think we've successfully seen all the patients and it's time for us to go and get our lunch. Um, and so, Rob, I think you wanted to ask Dr. Gandalf a question before before we leave. Gandalf, scry the leaves for me. What do you want to see pushed to try and get well-being more of a central focus in games? Like, what can game designers do? I think definitely having an aspect where you can explain the rules quickly and efficiently. So I know a lot of um, rule books focus on doing that once you open the book, but trying to do that beforehand, there's definitely things like video tutorials and that kind of stuff, but having them quick and short to give that flavor to people so then they can think, actually, this doesn't look as imposing as it might do when you just look at the box or the back of the box and things. And I think potentially by doing that, it means that more patients, from my perspective, patients would then be willing to take it up also from that aspect of tackling their health and well-being not just in terms of the enjoyment of the game which is obviously really important but still tackling those extra elements for them so i think it's time for us to say goodbye rob so i'm going to say bye to you rob um and i'll see you at boardgamebud.com and I'll say bye to you, Chris, and I'll see you at 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Gandhi. Where can we find out more about what are you... Where, where are you? Where are you? Are you online? Are you are you in practice? Can we book an appointment to come and play board games with you? Um, so in terms of uh, contacting me on social media and stuff, it's at drgandalf 52 Just to emphasise, I'm not 52 years old, because that's the first thing people always ask me. Um, alternately, check out my own stuff at Dr. Gandalf Games. Fantastic. It's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. Thanks for taking the time. Um, And hopefully we might even be able to have you back on in the future to talk about something else. I'd really enjoy that. So thanks for listening, everybody. And be well.